0: Well, good morning, everybody. It is Friday the 13th. It is noon, and I, as always, unless it doesn't, happens on Friday the 13th, um, the guest that we had booked for the hour has a family emergency, and so he is not going to be here. His name is uh, Brandon Kniefel, and he is uh, what would be called a rebel mystic, and I was really looking forward to having the opportunity to talk to him, but always when a door closes, a window opens. And so consequently, the window has opened and that gives me the opportunity to talk to you about what's going on in our world right now. And uh, I'd like to make this as interactive as possible. And if you would like to call in, and you can do that by in your app by just clicking the call in button, we can talk about what's going on with uh, coronavirus and everything being shut down and how we are going to recover from this and the stock market crashing. And I cannot remember, honestly, the time in at least my life, other than perhaps 9-11, when this was as big a deal as this is going to be here. Um, 9-11, if for those of you that are, I guess you'd have to be, what, 20 years old? Or probably closer to 30 years old to remember it. Um, it was a very, very uh, uh, difficult day. And it was a difficult time for the entire country. And we were facing really pretty much similar things. So I want to give everybody an opportunity and a, and a uh, forum to be able to talk. And maybe we can help each other through it. And, and uh, because we are all one and we are all working together to um, make our planet a better place. And I can't think of a better time than a place like now when we are in deep, 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 deep doo-doo as they say because it's uh i i have never seen the roads as empty as they are now first of all this broadcast is coming to you from washington state washington state is the epicenter of where they are currently calling the uh pandemic and uh so uh, we've had Um, well over 40 deaths and we've had uh, but we don't know how many people are really sick and and we are facing something that would be called a really big unknown situation and uh, because we're not recording or we're not uh, doing the testing and we're not uh, we so we don't really know how deeply and how badly this is going to be but if you look at some of the other countries in the world like italy and uh Germany now, and in Iran, which is a closed society uh or mostly closed society they're they're not really talking about it, but uh they were showing from space that there were some mass graves being dug uh for to uh take care of the people that that have passed away so it, it's a it's a really trying time for us and uh the, uh, um, and not only that, it's a bit of a trying time for me because I'm scheduled to have, uh, rotator cuff surgery on Tuesday, which is why I'm not going to be able to do this podcast for, um, uh, a week to 10 days. And so I'll be, uh, next week will be, uh, Uh, just just uh, um, having the podcast without any live episodes. So um, that's that will be uh, the agenda for next week. Um, But I wanted to talk to you today. Um, You know, at the beginning of the podcast, I always I always say uh, hate that we're uh, declaring our independence from hate, division and fear. Well, one of the ways that um, we're going to get rid of hate is to all come together and realize that we're in this together there is nowhere to hide no way to hide there are no there is no no one that uh, is going to save you from um what's liable to happen to us all so um because of that we are we all need to be one we need to work together to really understand what we are facing and to, um, take steps to to keep ourselves and our families safe and, uh, also to work with each other and to be forgiving and loving to each other because each other's all we got at the end of the day. So I'm hopeful that, that everyone will, uh, take the time to, uh, sit back a little bit, um, not be so divisive, uh, not be so political uh, this is happening this is not a hoax what's going on in the united states as of today is is a very uh interesting and scary idea scary thing um the president is about he's likely to make a uh, emergency declaration here he's speaking at uh noon normally he's about 20 minutes late so you have time to listen a little bit and to call in and and to, and to talk about what uh, is going on and then we can uh then we can go on about our merry day uh, and uh, and take care of things. But there, uh, but there are people um, that that are very scared, very frightened for this uh, about what's happening in our country today. Um, and I'm hopeful that that rather than be scared and frightened, that you will take the time to sit back. And recognize that there's there, number one there's nothing that you can do about it anyway um hey sis how you doing <laughs> my guest of the hour did not show up today and uh um uh, well he he had a family emergency so so why don't why don't you uh pop on and we'll talk and about uh uh um th- th- this emerging um problem that we've got going and and i just wanted to take there you are just wanted to take a few minutes and just say hello, darling. How are you? Hello.
1: Great. We can talk about solving this coronavirus because we've got
0: ideas. Oh, we do, do we? What are what are our ideas?
1: <laughs> well, oh, somebody else came on, so I can't
0: tell my total idea. Oh, sure you can. Oh, maybe no,
1: no, it ain't. nobody else came on. Okay. Well, we're going to take all the 80 and above, and we're going to put them in hotels. Then we're going to take all of the middle-aged people, and they can, um, because they're going to be taking care of the 80-year-olds, cooking, cleaning, that sort of thing, we'll give jobs to all the hourlies that can't get, uh, you know, work because their business has closed.
0: So... So you've, re- you've really thought about this. <laughs>
1: yeah, I feel so bad for them. You know, everything is and for the 80-year-old. <laughs> uh, you know.
0: Well, That's you know, you, the it's sad... Tough. It's for everybody. problem. It, it is. Well, the sad thing is, is that uh, uh, we have... Uh, an 89 year old mother who, fortunately, she's been feeling poor the last couple of days. Fortunately, she's feeling better today. Uh, but you know, we just don't know. We don't. We don't. The, the I think the fear of the unknown is the thing that that bothers everybody the most. I would imagine.
1: You know, we were at the grocery store, and this hoarding is quite interesting to watch. It's sad in a sense because people are not, um, you know, they're not buying what their needs are. Say, for instance, they have a can of soup, two for $5. People were in the soup aisle buying 15 cans. Or uh, coconut milk. People were, We had two for $5. Well, people were, were buying spam cans. You know, and it's like, you know that they're not going to necessarily, for their ingredients, use, 15 cans of coconut milk. But it's, it's, and so it's gone from toilet paper and all the white and all the Purell. Are you there? She's she's walking in the house, Kev.
0: Oh, okay. (laughs) Well, it's just us. Yeah,
1: let me, let me, I'm trying to. Shut the car off, and
0: then that'll... Oh, okay. Release it. That's a, that's all right. Okay. If we lose you, we can always call back. I got nothing else to do. It's Friday the 13th, and I'm stuck at home.
1: You've got out of the car. There we go. There we go. So it's, it's what's sad to me is, you know, everyone started off so good with this, and, you know, understanding and... Now, the impatience is setting in, and uh, the grocery store also looked like it was. And this is a grocery store that's like a whole food type grocery store. Isn't Safeway? I've been to Safeway, been to Fred Meyer, just kind of, you know, looking at what's going on. And uh, this poor grocery store has, they can't even fill in their shelves because people are buying so quickly. That they're just these these people can't even can't even restock.
0: Well, it's it's everybody. I think that uh, everybody thinks that we're in some sort of a disaster movie.
1: I agree with you. I think people are so scared that uh, you know, and plus they're not going to restaurants. So they're actually going to have to cook.
0: <laughs> so that'll be new
1: your home you know so you got all that
0: stuff going on yeah it, it it um it's it's a it's it's a scary time and it's a sad time because we're not and and we're not getting together as a society and saying all right we have a major major problem how are we collectively going to deal with it so there's nobody talking like that right
1: right no it's You know, this is the time we could shine as a nation, show the world what the United States is made of. And I'm sorry to see that we're not doing that, because I would like to see us be a leader as far as compassion, getting this figured out the best we can, and for a society to care about one another.
0: Exactly exactly and and what we're what's going to happen now i'm afraid is that as a society we're going to hunker down on our houses we are going to be on social media but we're not going to go check on our neighbor we're not going to go make sure that uh, uh that that older person that lives down the block has got food or has got somebody to talk to uh we're the sense of community Is gone. And I'm, I'm kind of pessimistic. I don't know how we're going to get it back.
1: Well, I've noticed today that they're not, the gloom and doom is kind of, I don't know if the media is getting a little tired of saying the same thing 15 million times a day. So I'm noticing that there's not quite as much media coverage. And until something else breaks and, you know, they're doing all the closures and things like that, if people can get a a chance to take their breath and to, you know, kind of regroup and figure out what they're going to do and reach out to their neighbors for child care support and different things like that, um, then I think we can start working our way back. And the stock market went up today. That is a hopeful for people so it doesn't plummet again, then, you know, those are the kind of things. And then Trump allowing the the testing to go forward, state of emergency, you know, federal emergency. So all those things can start funneling resources in. And, you know, I, I think it's gonna start getting a little more hopeful, but I think we're still in a couple of weeks of some tough times. But, you know, I'm very, this is a very resilient uh, country. So we're going to start um, seeing some more positive things happening, I think, about the middle of April. Things are going to get back to normal. You know, they're canceling all elective surgeries. Uh, And so for some people, you know, that's a real tough deal because they're dealing with issues and they can't get their surgery. And so, But once we start getting back and we get to a normalcy, I, I, you know, people can be hopeful again, and I think that's where we need to be headed.
0: Now, did you tell me that uh, they canceled all, all elective surgeries? Um, at University
1: of Washington, I have to look online to see if it was just Northwest Hospital because they're affiliated with UW, or if UW has canceled, Evergreen has for sure canceled.
0: So um, so what? what's yeah. what's an elective surgery? Is that, is that anything that is not life-threatening?
1: Yes. Yeah. If you're um, going in for, um, you know, like I'm having elbow surgery, so if you're going in for that, that would be canceled. If you come in on a stretcher and need, you know, you've been in a car accident and you need your, your neck, leg set and you're going to the operating room, that's not elective. But anything else would be elective.
0: Well, and and I was listening to a report from somebody that was in Italy, and Italy is about two weeks ahead of us, and yeah. and they are having experiencing some some, and they have actually shut down the country. Uh, There's sixty people, sixty million people that are uh, holding in place. They're actually writing tickets for people that are walking on the street, and. Uh, yeah. And, and so they're, they're a couple of weeks ahead of us. And so that's, they don't have enough hospital beds. We don't have enough respirators and all of that. So that's, that's going to be a real challenge for us, but hopefully I, am I'm, I'm hopeful that you are right and that it will, uh, it will just kind of, uh, slowly abate and will be better for us, um, moving forward. So I, that, that, I don't know. You know,
1: it's interesting. My son lives in, uh, Amsterdam. And, you know, he's got a more world perspective of this. And the UK is really just doing a good job in keeping people separate, canceling major events. And their healthcare system is completely different from ours. And they're a really robust society because they do all this biking. They don't give antibiotics like we give antibiotics, they are very frugal with giving out antibiotics and so most of the time if somebody's sick and they go to the doctor they will say uh, go home uh, we're not going to give you antibiotics and they save it for the you know the very very um, sick individuals that have no other way um, in this country we give antibiotics like you know because the parent comes in and says I need an antibiotic I've got to go to work tomorrow. So they have such a different way of handling illness. They just assume if you're sick, you're going to stay home. It's, it's a totally different, and that's kind of an interesting thought about, you know, have we, in a sense, done some of this to ourselves?
0: Oh, sure. Oh, sure. Well, and what's going to end up happening i if if this turns out to be the way i i, I can see it going is we are going to have to really have a tough conversations with ourselves about our healthcare mm-hmm. system about how we treat workers in this country about how, how the style in which we have always lived um i'll give you an example i have a, a good uh, close relative of mine who spent uh, 30 years working for a company that broke the law every time she went to work I won't tell you the name of the company or who she is, but uh, she was getting paid for 40 hours a week and she was working 50, 60, 70, sometimes 80 hours a week and then going home and working some more. So we as a country are going to have to change how we deal with our health care, how we deal with our workers, how we deal with the rich people in this country. We're going to have to deal with all of those things because this is going to force us to. We're going to have to rethink just about everything
1: we did we haven't changed anything since i don't know ever anytime ever ever you know i was asking um my mom who's 89 do you uh remember anything like this in any of the history or your grandparents telling you anything like this and she said no she didn't ever remember anything even compared to this and there's been other pandemics
0: you know, uh, the bird flu, czar, was it czar? I mean, yeah, but those those event. were those were real limited. They, they there have been exactly. there have been worldwide there have been over four thousand deaths of this thing, and this thing is only getting started from from uh, December to now. So there have been over 4,000 deaths. Now, keeping in mind, now when you were talking to your mother, she forgot to tell you that her grandfather, who was a preacher in eastern Washington in 1918, died of the Spanish
1: flu. Yes, yes, yeah, that's very true. And, you know, if we look back and, on, uh, uh, you know, folks and history in this, we've had different things, but I'm kind of convinced That the way we handle our own health care and the way we are so, um, with these antibiotics, we are so excited to get an antibiotic because then you can keep going. You you don't have to stop what you're doing. You can, you know, get better in a couple of days, maybe, or you just linger on and say, I need another refill of antibiotics because I'm not quite better yet. And the doctors are, okay, you know, here you go. Well, so and the other was a real eye opener to see how they handle it in Amsterdam. Well, the, I thought, well, this
0: is different. Well, and the other thing that we do, um, and I can speak to this from experience, is uh, in in the feed in, or in the food that we eat, primarily chicken, beef, and pork. They have been giving them antibiotics for years, and the reason uh-huh. they do that is to keep them alive and to keep the herds. Um, healthy so that they can sell the herds and make more money. It's all about money. And uh, so in the chicken, as in the chicken world, uh, the farmers, they get a uh, load of chickens and they go into the chicken house and they work to keep the uh, um, flock safe so that in seven weeks they can sell them so that they can get, because they only get paid for the live ones that are still alive after seven weeks. All the dead ones they don't get paid for. So they have they they have to be very very careful to try and do that. So our food is contains antibiotics. We contain antibiotics, and it is um, it is something that we as a uh, um, as a society, we are going to have to really think deeply about how we are handling our medicine, how we're handling our people, how all of the, the, the health care, the, the working situation. There, it, it's amazing to me, Karen, I'll get, get on my soapbox here, but it's amazing to me how many people do not have sick leave at work. And they cannot, I, I was thinking about the apartment that I just left, uh, they're, in, they're in a world of trouble because in a month or two when restaurants are cutting back, when, when service the service sector is cutting back because nobody's going to utilize these services and people aren't making as much money as they were, um, they can't pay their rent. What is an apartment complex going to do if a group of people can't pay their rent? Are they going to throw them out? What, what, what are we going to right. do? Um, as a a society.
1: Let me ask you a question. Yes, ma'am. You were in the restaurant business, the uh, food service business for many years. What is the margin? Because you hear these restaurants, these little ones, these little guys that go, you know, I'm closing my doors. Is it because the margin is so small that they have a week or two and they are truly out of business forever or... What what's your experience? No, granted you don't have it with this, but what would be
0: your any any business downturn? Well, a couple of things. Well, most restaurants that uh, that I'm aware of survive on the margins, but they also survive by uh, buying food, getting credit for the food that they buy, and then paying that off in thirty, forty, sixty days, and they and they continue to work through that cycle so that they can make payroll so that they can do those things. The margin, the typical margin of a restaurant is 3%, 3 to 5%. Um, Now, now things may have changed because the, uh, the labor laws changed and, and the workers are making more money, which is good. And so that's why restaurant prices are up. But, but typically it was uh, 3%, 4%. It would be your, your, your margin. So if your business goes down 10% for a month, you're in, in in a word screwed, uh, because you don't have, they don't have a significant amount of money and savings that they can rely on. They have to lay people off. Um, it's hard to get people back when you, when you lay them off and, and, uh, and people are right now, people are just scared to go to restaurants to eat because they don't know who else is going to be there that may be infected.
1: Correct. Yeah. 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 It's a vicious cycle. There's, one thing leads to another and it's this huge domino effect that we're dealing with. And it's, I think that's what's scaring people too. You just have no confidence. Um, you know, so far daycares, which is, are saying is a very low, you know, this population is very yeah. uh, minimally infected by this, but you start closing daycares, nobody can work. And what I think is so funny is when you close a daycare, the grandparents are watching. The children.
0: If there there are grandparents that are there.
1: Yeah. With an aged population trying to, you know, make up the difference. And knowing all these smart, smart, smart financial people, medical people, and it's, we don't really have a plan. We go after the, we run after this epidemic and, you know, everybody tries to patch this hole and then they patch this hole. And then so it, that's what I think is just
0: unnerving people we're just chasing our tail by the way man man cave musings welcome to the uh, podcast man cave and he says and he's absolutely right most small businesses don't really make a profit until year two sometimes in the restaurant business it can be uh tier t- year two three four or five if you haven't made it by if you're not making a profit by year five you're generally out of business 95 percent of of uh independent restaurants go out of business within the first five years unless you have a futon in the back and you are the labor force. That's really the only way that that people can make it um, in, in the way our society is set up. And of course the workers that work there do not have health benefits. Um, they don't have sick time. They don't have a, uh, retirement program. They don't have savings program. We are, we are at a crossroads and I would appreciate everybody's input. Who's on, who's listening here. If you want to, if you want to call in, please do. We are at a crossroads of, we are going to have to fundamentally change, everything about this country because what we're doing today isn't working and we've been waiting for some sort of a pandemic or some major cataclysmic thing to come along that will point that out to us in spades and it's here. Um, because we are, we don't, we're not going to have enough hospital beds to, to take right. care of everybody. We're not, people who can't work and don't have sick time, um, what are they supposed to do? If they, and most people live, have, most people have got less than $400 in the bank in savings uh, to handle an emergency. Um, so what are they to do if, if they're spending their rent money on food or their car payment to try and survive, uh, are the apartment complexes going to just throw people out onto the street? Are, are we as a society going to allow, allow that to happen? I, I can't believe that we would do that to, to each other, because we are all, we're all together in this. And I don't care if you're Republican, independent, or Democrat, um, we're going to all have to get together to figure out how to make this, make our society work for everyone. Because at this point in time, it's not working for anyone, except if you're really rich. But I'll tell you this, the vice or the uh, premier of, or the uh, prime minister of Canada, his wife has the virus. So even though he is, you know, on top of the country and he's a big shot and all that, this virus, it doesn't care who you are. You cannot protect yourself with money. You're going to you're going to have a problem with and and the fact of the matter is, is that when the hospitals are full, the beds are full, they're not going to kick somebody else out so that the the wife of of the prime minister can have a bed. So we, and, you know, and that's in Canada, and they've got a different system, but we've got a president who has been shaking hands with people, and he will not get tested to, to see.
1: <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. It, it, that's what's so sad. We need a leader right now that is um, a man of calm, or if it happened to be a woman, someone that is giving the nation a calming uh, conversation rather than. Let's just blame Bush or not Bush, but um, Obama, you know, that was his statement today on Twitter. So it's like, okay, what what kind of verbiage is going to make anybody feel better? There's no sense in going that direction. Take make everybody bipartisan and make it an issue for everyone and the concern for everyone. This is not a partisan issue. Or bipartisan? Do I have a right? Bipartisan, partisan. This
0: this is um, a this is a bipartisan issue, not a partisan issue, because right, it it doesn't right. it it's not going to it's not it's not affecting just Democrats. It's not affecting just Republicans. No. It, it's affecting all of us. And this right. is going to um this is going to change um what happens in this country for you know is, I I believe Karen is going to change this for a long time. It's, it's, it's not, this is not going to be an easy fix because even if it uh, um, fades away in the summer, they're not going to have a, uh, um, um, right. a vaccine for a year and it could come back this fall. And so we need to be prepared for what's going to happen now. And we need somebody at the top who's willing to say, all right, kids, here's the deal. We got a major, major problem going on and this is the reality of our problem, and this is what we are going to do to fix it. We'll get through it right. together. And, and
1: now, yeah. Go ahead. Let me, let me ask you this. 2008 was a debacle for all financial institutions and, and stock market, everything crashed. Let me ask you this. Do you think we learned enough from that to impact today? Nope. Or did everybody just go about their business as it was and we could, we didn't learn enough so that we say, okay, we learned how to handle our financial issues. Like, the, you know, we plummeted, what, 2,000 points in three days, something like that. Did we learn something from 2008? Or would you say that once it's over and everybody goes back to their the way they're living, we don't we don't expect change we just go okay now that's
0: over let's move on well keep, keep in mind first of all in 2008 that was primarily a financial crisis we had the housing with the housing bubble and and uh, we had other segments that that were in that were in trouble that that and the the uh, foreclosures were way up and and people couldn't afford to live in their houses and that sort of thing this is a fundamentally and I was listening to uh, um, C N B C earlier. This is fundamentally a different issue. The United States economy is I
1: agree. I just wonder, do we learn when something catastrophic
0: happens? Not yet. Do we really learn from that? Not not yet, because what what is happening here is this is fundamentally a confidence problem and a fear problem of and a healthcare problem. And as long as is they're telling us, you know, I, I have never I can't even fathom. When I heard this, it was like almost drove off the road. It's like they're canceling March madness, March madness, which is the uh, college basketball uh, championship tournament is a multi, multi, multi multi-billion dollar adventure. It is it is huge for TV it is huge for the, the schools then the money that's generated and they're canceling it because they're so scared of this virus and so this is and so 70 seventy percent of the US economy is based upon uh, consumer spending when that dries yeah. up because everybody is scared and is hiding and and making sure they're staying home so that they can guard their stockpile of toilet paper um, Yeah. (laughs) Which every which everybody's doing. It's it's I'm 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 gonna be able to wipe my ass. I don't know about you guys, but when I get that diarrhea, I. (laughs) So uh, when so. The the, the sad thing is, though, you
1: know how many people are gonna try and use that as an advantage to say I'm gonna ship this and gouge my, uh, you know, for the folks when I was in retail we would have cosmetics perfect example we would have a certain population that would come in and they would buy just as many cosmetics as they could get clinique and some of the name brands well what they were doing is shipping it to the philippines with a huge markup and so what i don't want to see is people doing that same type of thing you know sending things overseas and whatever they can do to earn a buck on the backs of, you know, and then some people won't have it. So, and then they have to pay exorbitant prices. So hopefully somebody a lot smarter than I am is figuring out how to make sure that kind of thing, because that is the most demoralizing thing for people. They can't get it. They're scared. They don't know what to do. They don't have the money and nobody's willing
0: to help. And that, and that, and if we're, if we don't fundamentally change how we have become as a country, that is exactly what's going to happen in New York. um, Governor Cuomo was saying that there were uh, hand sanitizer was going for as much as 50 or 60 or $70 um, because they could get it because it's in their capitalist world. It's supply and demand rather than thinking in terms of, Uh, We need to get as much of this out to as many people so that they can protect themselves so that we can get rid of this virus and move on. We're not thinking in terms of that in some cases, Uh, not all cases, but in some cases. And that's that's why people feel the need to go stockpile stuff, because... um, they're scared that they're not gonna be able to get it and i suppose if you're worried about uh, uh the necessities of life toilet paper is pretty but but then you go back if you talk to them like like my mother who's 89 she she reminds me that uh um that the sears catalog which was was what they used uh way back when so they yeah, that's true. And well, you see, she was saying that they they weren't that way. Or the phone book, um, even though you get print yeah. on your butt. But you know what? <laughs> I suppose that's better than nothing.
1: Oh, we've gone to the toilet.
0: Yes, we have. <laughs> well, you know, I'll tell you. I'm... Conversation, as I would say to my grandchildren. Well, I'll tell you, you know, one of the, one of those things is I'm scheduled to have uh, uh, surgery on my right arm. I'm right-handed, and so there are certain activities that I do with my left hand that that uh, that I'm not very good at, and that's one of them. So, I, uh, you know, it's it's you know, we've just got it is. It's a, it's a human condition and it's the thing about life that uh, we need to, to really uh, uh, pay attention to, but I implore everybody who's listening and by the way, uh, there are people listening that you could if you'd like to, you can give us a call and we can include you in the conversation and to talk about uh, what's happening in our country and and how we can uh, get rid of the hate division and fear and especially now 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 it seems like there isn't a, uh, a um, there's not a real reason not to at least in my opinion what do you think
1: right if we have a caller that uh, is seeing some jaw dropping uh, things you know you're you're going to the store you're because I, I my jaw dropped today I couldn't you know I, we were in Costco blindly didn't know what was going on and the day that everybody was taking all the toilet paper lines were <clears throat> they were so long that if you most Costcos um, we were about halfway to the end of the store in a line we and I thought okay well it must be the day that the email for the reward certificates drop that's why everybody's here but I thought why are people buying two and three things of toilet paper they had their cart so stuffed. and I thought well it's not Christmas couldn't figure it out well because you know I'm dumb so I'm just looking around and going I can't figure this out well then found out that everybody was doing the toilet paper and today in the grocery store okay toilet paper has gone so they can't do that so they're buying cans of this and cans of that and then going okay what's next I mean you can't stockpile milk or eggs so I'm not sure what you're gonna do you go and get extra tires just because you're maybe there'd be a shortage in tires but if you're in an industry that
0: you're seeing people, um, you know, hoarding. Give us a call. Yeah, yeah. You would. It. it uh, you know, it is uh, our our society right now is is uh, in in a state of huge fear, and um, everybody is is scared that that they're going to die. Somebody they know that's going to die. Well, in fact, since I we live in Washington, um, I, somebody I know has already passed away from this thing. It's, it's, it's yeah. a, it's a terrible thing. And we, as a society, we're going to, and I get back to the conversation piece. We are going to have to have a very significant conversation about our society and how it operates. Because it's not working very well at the moment, and we need to, to have that conversation to talk about health care, talk about workers' comp, talk about uh, uh, all, all, the, all of these things that are going to be affected by this, and, and also the hoarding and that kind of stuff. But um, anyway, anyway, if you'd like to give us, if you'd like to jump on the line, you can. If you have a comment, uh, just uh, if you're on the line, just click, and uh, I'll bring you right onto the show, and you can be world famous so
1: let me ask you this do you think we need more comedy clubs uh-huh of course you can't you can't uh
0: yeah <laughs> you can't meet for a comedy club <laughs> it be <laughs> well yeah and so so now well yeah, we work. No, <laughs> well we can't meet for anything anyway well i was astounded karen the the uh um first of all a couple things the the uh, uh the mormons did you know that, that they, they passed an edict that, that no more meetings until further now notice? That is major. That is that's one of the pillars of their, you know, church. And so that's a major thing, major. Well, and the other thing is, is that that particular, what they do is they talk about, and they do this, they have stockpiles of uh, years of worth of food. Already done. This is what they. This is part of their religious practice. Uh, I'm beginning to think that we need to adopt some of those things, Um, and and also the other thing is that I'm that what ends up happening is people hunker down in their house. We don't talk to each other anymore you could be in a cul-de-sac with eight or nine other families and nobody knows what anybody else is doing they're not part of the community we're not when our community is fragmented in in a horrible horrible way and so we don't look i don't know i know i've only been where i live for for a month and a month and a half but i don't know any of my neighbors i have no idea so, and I am in a 55 plus community now, and so I, I live with a bunch of old people, and, uh, um, but I don't know who any of them are. Um, and none of them have come to see me. They all hunker down in the little space, and they're just hiding amongst themselves. So it's.
1: Now, did they cancel all activities then? Because you have a very active, uh, from what I understand, you have a very active social life there. So do they just send out an edict that, nope, just kind of, if you walk, don't shake hands, just kind of elbow bump and <laughs>
0: don't come to any of the events, <laughs> that kind of thing? And then, the, the old people here would elbow bump, but they've got arthritis, so it doesn't, you know, it's just not, it's not as good. So <laughs> Very true. Very <laughs> true. So, no, it's, it's yeah, uh, a bummer. Yeah. I hear something else out besides the
1: elbow bump for older people it's it's yeah Besides, you could knock them
0: over too that's also yeah. true
1: you Start elbow bumping people they're just gonna keel over
0: yeah well you know and howie mandel had it right because he started the fist bump and well because he's a germaphobe and i he guess ma- maybe being a germaphobe is not a bad idea <laughs> given given the current state of uh, our, our of what's going on um,
1: when he went to his show filming his show he had a complete Uh, protective suit on with a huge gas mask so he's he's really uh this must wig out everybody that's a germaphobe this can't be comfortable for them it just has to be awful well
0: and it's it's not comfortable for anybody and you know i was talking with um Uh, I'm off work now because I've got a uh, shoulder problem and I'm going to have surgery on Tuesday. And by the way, so we're not going to be live next week. We'll be back the week after that. And I'd like to thank everybody for listening, by the way. Um, But uh, um, we were I was talking with guys because I worked at Metro, which is a uh, King County Metro, which is um, the, the bus system of King County and they they actually issued a um which i thought it was damn magnanimous of them they they issued a memo that said hey look if you're in if you're over 60 and you have diabetes or you have a heart condition or you've got one of the underlying causes feel free to call in sick and you're not gonna and we're not gonna make you get a doctor's note so i thought that was real nice but they didn't say we're gonna give you more sick time or anything like that it's you can use up what you've got if, if you don't want, if you don't feel comfortable driving, but it's, it's pretty scary because in, in the bus system, they say that they're cleaning the buses every day, but it doesn't matter because, um, somebody gets on your bus after it's been cleaned, it's now dirty again.
1: Yeah. Yeah. What do you as a bus driver, the homeless community, how much, um, time do you notice your customers? Well, sometimes they pay, sometimes they don't, are um, spending time sleeping on the bus. Is that allowed? Will this buses become, because there's going to be room, are they going to be, you know, kind of little shelters for people to ride the bus and sleep all day?
0: They are now. They they are now. Now what the the only caveat I'd give to that is at the end of your your bus line or your bus run because we all have routes and at the end of your bus line and then you've got like ten or fifteen minutes before you start your next run, uh, you can kick everybody off the bus unless they've fallen asleep and you can't wake them up. And I've got I've got a bunch of stories about about guys that uh, um, were either too drunk or they had somebody had to come with Narcan to save them or other things because the. The homeless population that's all they've got that's how they get around and if they're not being taken care of um because they have no health care they have no health benefits that's going to be a major major problem um in in uh the, and certainly in king county because all 20 uh, percent of the ridership of the of king county metro are either homeless or or, or, um, addicted or, um, um, have another, you know, have, uh, mental problems and a full folks, 20% It's it's rather frightening, but that, but that, those are the people that have fallen through the cracks and there's not going to be a place for them. The, the, the mortality rate amongst those folks is good. I'm scared. is going to be very high.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um, do you think it's gonna to get to the point, especially on a bus in a
0: public situation like that, that they will actually have cleaning people on the bus? Oh, yeah, they they
1: do now. They're even, so, so but that are riding the bus, so you get up from your seat and they spritz your seat and they clean it to offer it to the next rider.
0: Is that going to be done? Well, they, they, they don't have enough. There's not enough people to do that. Um, although, it's been... See, the last time I drove a bus was before this really started. So, I'm being told that... Uh, um, ridership is way down because people are staying home but that also means that if people are staying home that means they're not making money if they're not making money that means they're not buying things if they're not buying things that's going to um the economy is going to slow down we're going to go into recession and then it's going to take a period of time for us to come back and and so this is if there's ever a time for us as a as a society to work together to uh be, come together as one as as, as we did after 911 as we did mm-hmm. with world war II. this is this is that big of a deal i think um and it's it's just now we what what happens in the next 3 weeks will kind of dictate everything that's going on but but it's 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 in, it's incredible uh, the, the, the seatac airport i live right next to the seatac airport and which is one of the like the, the seventh busiest in the country And there's traffic always around it. There isn't any. People are not flying. People are staying home. People are are hunkering down and buying toilet paper. I guess maybe that's, you know, the cool thing to do.
1: You know, it's kind of interesting. You wonder who the entrepreneurs are going to thrive in this and that we're going to see a whole class of businesses. Because usually during a time of real disaster type of activity, somebody arises and you just wonder what kind of industry is going to come out of this there will be somebody's one somebody's going to figure out something either make more toilet paper or facetious, <laughs> <laughs> but somebody's going to get an idea and run with it and we're going to have we're going to see some new businesses
0: i hope so i hope so that that the, the innovation of the american people is is second to none I just think that right now, since we're just in the beginning of this, and we've never seen anything like this of, of events being canceled like this. I think everybody is in a uh, um, a state of paranoia and fear yes. and paralysis. Yes, I totally agree with that. They're yeah. they're scared to do anything. They're 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 frightened of the boogeyman or the virus boogeyman that's around every corner, and uh, they just have an uh, just the fear of of catching it and dying. And and even if you catch it, that doesn't mean you're going to die. Um, right. And yeah, only only older folks are in in uh, uh, big time trouble. But you know. Right. By by gum, we've had a good life. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not ready to kick off yet, but, um, you know, I
1: I really appreciated Tom Hanks. I think he and Rita Wilson are doing a really good job of keeping people informed, people keeping things calm, and just telling people what it's like for them. Because, you know, they have underlying conditions. Um Tom has diabetes. I'm not sure what Rita has. Oh, she was a breast cancer survivor. And but they are they are they are quite a couple anyway. I think they really um they're the best. They personify yeah, what should be good in Hollywood. And I think they're handling this with such grace. It's just is wonderful to see and and people are responding. It really, you know, on social media People are going, yeah. Thank you, you know, Tom and Rita. Thank you for telling us what you're going through, and that we're not all just in horrible peril. I think people think that if you're over 80, of course, you're you're in a very uh, sensitive population. But I think people are thinking, well, if I can hit an 80 year old, then I'm 45. I'm just gonna. That's it for me. I mean, they're so they're they're equating this and and uh, and fear for their children. You know so few children even if they get it are it's not going to be a problem but what? it's just
0: this fear well the issue for the children is that uh, they it's not a problem for them but it might be for grandma and grandpa when they go to give them a hug um, well
1: correct yeah
0: and that that's correct. that's the real big dilemma with the, with the, with the kids cuz yeah. they're they're real resilient they'll be fine yeah yep So. Absolutely. It's So, by the way, if anybody would like to uh, chime in on a little conversation, you are more than welcome to do that uh, just by clicking on the call-in line. And if you've got a uh, comment or something that you'd like to add or to say, I apologize that my guest for the hour, Brandon Kniefel, uh, he... I know this is hard to believe, but had a family medical emergency so that he had to go take care of that. Uh, I think we're going to have a lot of those. And so, but I'm going to rebook him on a later show. I also want to let everybody know that uh, I'm not going to be doing this live next week because theoretically, although uh, Karen just told me that I may not be having surgery on Tuesday, um
1: well we don't know We'll we'll just have to see what uh, i've heard nothing about Valley general nothing nothing
0: yeah so, so we'll just have to see if that yeah. if that holds true yeah. and hopefully and it's a day so of surgery the week after the week after what do we get to look forward to oh gosh you're gonna make me work now aren't you uh, let's say the week after the week after that, we've got a gentleman on, uh, let's see on Tuesday, uh, Bill Ferguson, he's a life coach and a, uh, nationally known, uh, um, uh, fella. And he, and he does some extraordinary things. I'm really excited to talk to uh, a gentleman by the name of Corey Hicks. Karen, are you familiar with the term, um, orphan disease? Yes. Yeah the term orphan disease, for those of you who I had to look it up because I'd never heard of it before, there are as many as 5,000 diseases that are out there in our society that, uh, um, that don't get enough press because not enough people get them. And so there is no money. This is the one thing that drives me crazy about our health system is that it's driven by money if there's no money in in finding a cure for something then they don't do it um like
1: progeria, you know what progeria is no it's the advanced aging of children so they're born and then by the time they're five they have a bone structure of a 50 year old that's an orphan disease where there's not enough cases they say but it's a horrible debilitating um these kids only last to 15 16 years old because they just they're they're at a, they're at 100 they've got a, a bones of a 100 year olds by the time they're 15 so you know that is a terrible disease but no one's putting any research into it
0: because there's no money to be made from it
1: there's no money right it's not a
0: popular disease exactly well you know and yesterday we uh had christina flack on and I I'm learning more about the healthcare system that her husband died of something called sepsis, septis, which is a, uh, uh, inflammation and a, uh, uh, um, um, what do I want to say, Karen? A, uh, um, infection and, and it, and it, <laughs> yeah, go for it. Get that word. That's it. That's I had to have it, had to have it, but it's it, on the tip of your tongue. I just couldn't pull it off. <laughs> Well, that happens to me more and more as I get older. But anyway, um, so it's a massive infection that, that shuts down your organs and it, will, it can kill you if you don't fix it real quick. 250,000 people a year in this country die from it. I had never heard of it until I went to the hospital with a rash and a heavy fever and, and shaking and all that. And they said, no, you have septus. I said, what the hell's that? And they said, well, um, it's, an, it's an infection, and uh, if you don't have antibiotics and you don't go into the hospital um, for five days and have intravenous antibiotics, it can kill you. What? I never heard of this before. And How could I- what? What? You were
1: very fortunate because they gave you the right kind of antibiotics. They can pump you through all the antibiotics they want, but if it's not the right strain to match your septus, it isn't going to
0: help you and that's what's so scary about all of this um stuff with antibiotics right well and and now well and the next thing is they're now um are now this is a a virus so antibiotics are not the uh the coronavirus is uh, antibiotics are not effective against it
1: Except this isn't a
0: bacterial, is it? How no. However, I will give you guys uh, a heads up. If you want a heads up, um, and Karen, I'm going to make you do this if you're if you're not careful. Um, and that is, there's something called an infrared sauna, and I've had one for seven or eight years. Uh, an infrared sauna. Uh, it, it, uh, duplicates the infrared set r- rays that are coming from the sun and it, it, uh, heats up your, your, your body and it kind of creates a mini fever. It kills viruses. I haven't had a cold in eight years. I drive a bus for a living. I'm in a Petri dish. There are people that are, that are coughing on me and doing all sorts of weird things. <laughs> and, uh, um, <laughs> but, but this, this, uh, um, infrared sauna, look into it. It, it is something that, that will keep you healthier. And it also, uh, like I said, I haven't had a sore throat. I haven't had a stuffy nose. I haven't had a cough except when I was smoking too much, but that's another story. Um, but, uh, um, I haven't. So if you have an infrared sauna or have access to one and you're starting to feel the symptoms of a cold, go jump in that sauna and spend about an hour there and you'll should be okay that's 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 That's, my my medical advice for today
1: now you don't even sell them so that is quite the testament because testimony because you don't sell those things so
0: nope nope i use one yeah i use one and it really helps me um but but no I'm, i'm 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 a radio guy now so anyway so um, next, next week, speaking of which, I will be uh, under the knife, hopefully. And by the way, this is going to be your last chance. Um, to uh, if you have something that you would like to say or get on the line, you're welcome to do that. Uh, I know that there's a knot in the pit of your stomach because you don't, you're not sure what to say or how to say it, but you know what? It's easy, just get on the line and talk to us. Um, because this is and thank you by the way for you uh, 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 marshalling up your your courage and and hanging out with me today it's been great fun.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've enjoyed it and uh, uh look forward to the week after because it sounds like you've got and uh I have to say I don't gush but uh great job if you uh if you have a new listener uh John Edward was in incredible and uh you know some great great uh guest speakers enjoyed them immensely so lots lots of fun things going on so
0: well go back and listen to well thank you very much go back and listen to uh uh if you're if you're new here and, and go to my independence report uh john edward did a reading for the gal who's on the line that was nothing short of in incredible because i um know her and know her family situation and and she would he would talk to her dad who's passed grandpa who's passed grandma who's passed could pick out told her when her birthday was and 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 how important may was uh it was it was it was it was phenomenal and and everything that he said was was right on and and so i'm told that that uh, particular podcast has been received very well so i i really appreciate that
2: and i was
1: a big skeptic but i tell you he said may is a very important i thought oh my gosh my Grandchildren's birthdays in May, my birthdays in May, and we're like a week apart. And I just was babbling. It was just like, oh, I, you know, I couldn't believe some of the detail that he had. I couldn't, I couldn't believe, I couldn't believe it. So I was, I was thrilled to death. Although I was kind of skeptical going into it, but he's, he's a
0: major talent. So well, and the, the most, so, Karen, I hope what you got out of that more so than the fact that he was able to pull some of that information out because he 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 called uh, my uh, grandfather uh, William Salzman out by name he said do you know William do you know uh, is there an R name and there are two of them Randy and Roger he was talking to Roger more than Randy but uh, anyway uh, but it it was a it, it was a phenomenal thing and and what I was hoping and I believe that there are people who now believe and understand that energy is real. We don't die. And when we go to the other side, we, and whether you are in heaven with a Jesus or you're in the universe or wherever you are, you're still okay. And it just, and uh, I felt like we proved that on that show. So that was really cool. So I appreciate it. Are you done? <laughs>
1: i ran out of words okay i don't think
0: i got any left okay well <laughs> well you you've done you've done a simply fine job simply fine oh, so nice so i hope everybody has you know um the only thing i can tell you to do is relax treat it with a sense of humor we're going to be okay it's uh we're going to get through this and hopefully then we can have the conversation as a country to the, there's fundamental changes that we need to make about how we treat each other, how we treat our country, how we treat our health care, how we treat our workers, and all of those things need to be brought to the fore and put together for us. So I hope that you will, uh, um, that you will take the time, talk to your neighbors, make sure if there's, a, as an example, if there's an older lady who is, lives by herself in the, uh, well, as a matter of fact, we're going to go ahead and bring on must cave must. <laughs> I, I, I really, uh, Hey man, cave, how you doing?
2: Doing good. Doing good. Uh, before you, it sounded like you were closing out the show, but, uh, before you close out the show, I just, you know, everybody listening, just keep an, keep an eye out for your elderly neighbors. Absolutely. I, I, am I'm, I'm a beer distributor out here in Austin, Texas. And you know, I'm, throwing beer on the shelves and i'm just watching this whole pandemonium play out and every once in a while i i will see a uh an elderly person you know trying to get regular grocery supplies i mean we don't know if this the elderly person just needs one roll or one package of toilet paper because it's that time where they need to resupply themselves and there's nothing there So, you know, you know, I guess this would be a PSA. Everybody, you know, look out for your neighbors, the elderly ones, you know, make sure they're okay. Keep an eye on them. Uh, Ask them if they need anything. And if you got if you're one of the people who have stocked up with 80 rolls of toilet paper and there's only three people in your household, you know, share with one of those neighbors who, you know, would most likely need it. So that's all I got to say, by the way. Great show. Love it
0: oh thank you so much i i appreciate you man cave it it uh you know uh your manager <laughs> what kind of beer do you peddle
2: uh almost uh 80 percent of the beer out there anywhere from miller Lite, Coors light uh, dos equis even corona and no it doesn't cause the coronavirus <laughs> um, uh, heineken guinness i, I mean there's uh, i i almost carry all of them
0: you are in I, Texas. I, in, in texas, texas. yes
2: Yes. Are yes.
1: you noticing that people are just stocking up and hoarding your beer? I mean, are people going wild? I hope for you. Are they going it, wild and buying beer?
2: In fact, they are. It the most of the uh, the panic was on canned food and rice and beans, dry rice and beans and uh, toilet paper, but it's it's bled over to uh, wine and beer now. Wow! Wow! I guess if you're locked up in your house on uh, martial law, uh, might as well drink, right?
1: Exactly. Let's have uh, party time for St. Patty's. You can't go out, so we're going to have Texas supply all the liquor for us. Sounds good.
2: (laughs) There you go. There you go. Uh, Keep up the great work, guys. Love the show.